Welcome to Discover Your Destiny podcast, where we believe that your life is not an accident. You have a destiny, and we want to help you discover it, pursue it, and fulfill it. And now, here's your host for today, Dima Barishnikov. Welcome to Discover Your Destiny, where we believe that your life is not an accident, but you have a destiny. I'm so glad you could join us today. As I said many times on this podcast, that God created all of us unique and with distinct purpose. And the worst thing we can do in our life is to live someone else's life and miss what we were intended to do. And the best thing is for us to discover what we were created for. Our callings, of course, in life may be different, but one thing we all have in common, and that's the realization that God prepared for us something specific to do here. We have a special guest on this podcast with us today, and it is an honor for me to have with me today uh, my good friend, the former chief of police of the city of Brevard, uh, Phil Harris. Uh, chief Harris is a man of faith and a dedicated officer who believes in serving God and his community. So, Chief, welcome today. I know you are a former chief of police, but I still refer to you as chief. So, welcome today, and uh, uh, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, and it's great to be here. I really appreciate the invitation to do this. We've known each other for uh, several years now, uh, maybe 10 years or so, and uh, um, I, I came to know you as a, a man of God and a man of integrity and always enjoyed our friendship. Um, so just wanted to invite you and talk about um, your life, your career a little bit and, and uh, your faith, and, and I believe it can be encouragement to a lot of people. Um, so um, just maybe you can tell us briefly about your life, about your childhood, what stood out from that time when you were growing up. My childhood, I grew up in North Carolina. Uh, I, my parents moved around a lot when I was very young because dad was a civil engineer mm-hmm. and he would go to the job sites. He moved all over the South. They had a 40 foot trailer that they hitch, hitched up to the back of a, a station wagon and they went where the work took them. Uh, eventually they decided to settle down. Now I have one older brother, so he and I spent the most time in that trailer. Had a younger brother that came along two years after us and He spent probably a year in that trailer, but then when we settled down in Gastonia, we put down roots and never left. So the majority of my childhood and virtually all of my childhood memories came from Gastonia. Mm -hmm. Um, There were kind of four threads that ran through my life. my, my mom wanted to run a business, so she started a toy and hobby store. So that family business mm-hmm. kept us, uh, uh, kept the boys, I guess, employed and occupied mm-hmm. when we weren't in church or we weren't in school or on the athletic field. Um, so, so work in the family business. And then faith is probably the most important thing throughout every one of our lives. Um, We were part of the First Presbyterian Church in Gastonia, very involved, very um, drawn into the ministry. Mm -hmm. And uh, then education. 
My, both of my parents were college graduates, which was a little unusual for the 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, but that inspired all, uh, all of the boys to go to college. Um, I ended up um, going to MC State for a couple of years and then transferring to Arizona State, where I eventually graduated. I loved Arizona, so I decided to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, eventually got a master's degree. And, and then the last part I mentioned is athletics. Athletics kind of kept, you imagine a family with, there were four, I have four brothers, so there are five boys. <laughs> and we had to do something to burn off all that energy. And it was better for us to go out and play basketball or play football in the yard than it was to get into other mm-hmm. things where maybe the energy direction wasn't as appropriate. So that led all of us into athletics. Um, I eventually um, had some measure of success through football with with um, our team winning the state championship. And then I was a discus thrower and a sprinter on our track team. Eventually I did the discus in college. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that good. I wasn't athletically gifted. I was that player that coaches would say, if I could take your determination and put it in that guy over there who was six yeah. inches taller and 50 pounds heavier, I'd have the perfect athlete. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was um, it was what God designed for my life. Mm-hmm. So I never had any regrets yeah. over that. Um, so um, so when did you know or begin to feel that you will become a police officer? Well, well there was a, a very specific chain of events that took me to that. Um, Dad, being a civil engineer, um, kind of had a path laid out for me. I thought, well, I love my dad. He's a Christian man. I want to be like him, so why don't I go into that field? And architecture seemed like that fit Mm -hmm. for me. Um, In between my junior and senior year in high school, there were vocational testing processes that had developed. And um, my parents took me to a series of those tests. And they say, we're going to tell you what you're suited for, but what do you have an interest in? And I gave them several possibilities. Um, I gave them architecture, law enforcement, and the ministry. Mm -hmm. And at the end of all that testing, the the lead, uh, I guess he would be the um, person that does the analysis, came in and he sat down with me and said, Phil, I've got some good news and some bad news. Good news is you're suited for some careers. Mm -hmm. The bad news is it's not really the ones that you picked. Um, So he went through that. And I'd been told no a lot in my life, especially in athletics. You're not big enough. You're not fast Mm. enough. You don't really fit our team or this situation. And I had learned to just work harder Mm -hmm. and to do the best I could. And if I really worked hard, trusted in God, he would give me that direction, whatever that was. So he went through why he didn't think I was suited or the testing didn't think I was suited. Now, to their credit, they didn't say, don't do these things. They said, 
it may mean you just have to work a little bit harder, which was music to my ears because I thought that's who I am. So I left that training, that testing, and um, I sat down and I thought, what do I really think I'm suited for? And I wrote down a couple of lists, what I thought my abilities were and what I had an interest in doing. And there was, a, there was a lot of overlap in that, but it kind of clarified my direction. I thought I can be a minister anywhere. So if I am a formal pastor or member of the ministry in a church, that's, that's good. But I can also do that in another career. So if I did that, what other career would I have an interest in doing? Um, I know architecture would have been a struggle, but I thought, do I want to sit and do drawings? Is that really me? And somebody with my level of energy, um, probably my lack of academic acumen, I thought maybe I need to do something that's a little more hands-on. So um, I thought something that played to my physical strengths, something that had problem solving in it, Mm -hmm. something that dealt with helping people because service was something that I'd grown up doing in the church and in my family. I really had a passion for that. Um, And and there were other things in, in that list that when I was done with it, looked at my possible career choices, it was evident Mm -hmm. to me at least that that was the direction God was leading me. So I pursued that in in college. Okay. So, um, but you you thought about the ministry for a while and then kind of came to conclusion that uh, um, law enforcement is something where godly that God leading you to do. I, I can be a minister wherever yeah. I am. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I can get paid as a minister in, yeah. in, in a church setting or yeah. another setting. Now, back then, yeah. church settings were about all the options we seem to have. Yes. And yeah. often then we those of us in the audience thought yeah. the ministers are the ones in Steady. the pulpit. Yeah, in the pulpit. That's right. Yeah. Um, so it was, I probably had a little bit of a limited view of what possibilities there uh-huh. were. But what I did know is that I could be that minister in any career. Yes. So I chose, I believe, in God's direction, law enforcement. Yeah. To pursue that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And that's what I teach um, often in, in, in my church, Destiny, um, that every one of us is a minister. You Amen. know, that's a very limited view if we view only somebody who is speaking in the pulpit, um, him or her as a minister. We all are ministers of Christ. We all, all are called to share our faith. And so I, 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 it's kind of fascinating to me that you have this view, and it was many years ago because not many people at that time would, would have that view. It was more, it, ministry was kind of reserved kind of to people who are doing it on Sunday behind the pulpit, they were the ministers, not, not everybody. And I like what you said that you could be a minister wherever you are, wherever right. you are. So, um, 
so why, what was the big why when you, when you said, well, I, I want to do law enforcement? What was the big why behind your decision? Why did you decide to become a, um, a law enforcement officer, a police officer? In, in growing up, um, my family and my church did a lot of community service. Um, an example, we would go into some of our, our communities that were um, not as um, not as blessed mm -hmm. with the, th the things as my church, mm -hmm. as my family. And we would spend the summer serving. We would do um, a ministry in the community, daycare type things where the younger kids would come. We would tell them yeah. Bible stories. We'd play with them. And of course, playing football with a bunch of little kids was a great thing for me. But we would do things like that just to show them the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. um, so um, that was part of how I grew up, that, that making ministry a common thread mm -hmm. through everything we did. Um, and it was just second nature at our church and in our family. Mm -hmm. And, and so what, what when you decided, OK, I'm going to pursue uh, the Korean law enforcement, uh, why specifically law enforcement? Why specifically police? Well, I knew that uh, that was a, um, that was a career where service is kind of a central theme. Yeah. If the police officer has that heart of service, you're going to get calls that take yeah. you right to the doorstep of the people that need it. We see people in crisis. Yes. And if, if we do policing right, we, we have resources available to us because of our position mm -hmm. that we can then pass on to them and provide them help. Yeah. So it really, in a lot of ways, seemed to me like that could be as an effective ministry mm -hmm. targeting specific people as it would be to do a ministry to the masses. Yes. Yeah, so from your childhood, you um, you valued service to the community and uh, um, helping other people. And you felt uh, where God was leading you to law enforcement, that would be an extension of that or rather uh, that channel or avenue in, uh, through which you can help people and serve your community, right? Exactly. You said it way better than I did. Uh, what, uh, <laughs> so what principles when you started that uh, uh, career, what principles you were taught as, um, as a young officer that helped you um, along um, in your life? Well, um, one, one of the most important things that happened to me in my career, um, I had a training officer and he was trying to frame his expectations of what I would do in policing. So he told me a story about him riding with another officer. This officer was somebody that he was um, actually related to mm -hmm. in a different jurisdiction. And he said we were riding and he, my, my um, I think it was a brother said to me, Hey, um, here in our city, we do policing differently than you do in Tempe. That's mm -hmm. where I started law enforcement. He said, our, our citizens aren't as responsive to good direction as yours. And about that time, 
they witnessed a traffic violation. So he pulled the driver over. My training officer watched him go up to mm -hmm. the car, lean in a little bit, pull his flashlight out, and strike the driver right behind the ear. Mm -hmm. Then he put his flashlight away, and they had some kind of a, an exchange. Yeah. It seemed civil. And then that officer walked back to the car. The driver drove off. My training officer, when his brother got in, said, what happened? He said, I asked him for his license and registration, and he ignored me. So I hit him with my flashlight to get his attention. And then he handed me a card that said, I am deaf. Oh. My training officer paused a minute. And he said, if you ever do that to one of my citizens, I'll do everything I can to get you fired. Mm. And I thought, this is the right police agency for me because I'd never treat somebody that way. Mm. I, I, I was appalled at the story and I've carried it with me wow. ever mm. since. So um, I, I, I believe God directed me to the right place. Yeah. It's amazing that whatever we do in life, it all comes back to our values. We can do the same job, but if our values are different, the outcome will be different. You can do policing from the uh, point of uh, uh, just having power and just uh, doing it the way you think it should be done, or you can be guided by different set of values that the values are teaching you it's about service it's about helping people it's about understanding people it's about making their life better and uh and i see the thread of service running through your whole life we will stop right here today but we will be back with our special guest next time and until then always remember your life is not an accident you have a destiny Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you are inspired and encouraged. If you have questions, comments, and would like to stay in touch, please write us at connect at destinycarolina.com. We hope you'll join us next time. May God bless you and always remember your life is not an accident. You have a destiny.